What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the career of actor and comedian Eddie Murphy. When talking about the career of Eddie Murphy, you have to start with Saturday Night Live. Murphy became a cast member at 19 years of age in 1980 and stayed with the show till 84, playing iconic characters like Buckwheat and Mr. Robinson, his take on Mr. Rogers, and Gumby. For his work on the Variety series, Murphy was nominated for three Emmy Awards and is widely regarded as the biggest star the show has ever had. What's interesting about Murphy's time on the show is the fact that he was basically the entire show. He was the lone star. There were not other stars around him. This was after Lorne Michaels left the show after the first five seasons, and in the years after Murphy left the show, he had a contentious relationship with SNL due to the fact that David Spade made fun of him on the Hollywood Minute. Flash forward to 2019, where Murphy hosted, played his iconic characters, and won an Emmy. If you are talking about the best SNL cast members of all time, then you have to bring up the name Eddie Murphy or you are not having a legitimate conversation. Very few people have ever announced themselves as a movie star during their first movie, but that's what happened with Eddie Murphy. His first movie was 1982's 48 Hours, where he plays Reggie Hammond, a convict who's been released for 48 hours to help Inspector Jack Cates, played by Nick Nolte. It's beyond impressive that Murphy in his first movie mastered the art of being comedic relief. He was able to be endlessly funny and still fit in with the rest of the movie. It's an all-time great buddy cop movie and off the success of that Murphy became one of the faces if not the face of the 1980s with hit after hit. 1983's Trading Places with fellow SNL alum Dan Aykroyd and Jamie Lee Curtis where he plays Billy Ray Valentine a down-on-his-luck con man who trades places with the rich man 1984's Beverly Hills Cop which is the first movie he's the sole lead. Murphy plays Axel Foley, a detective trying to avenge the death of his friend. The film went on to make $306 million at the box office in 1988's Coming to America with Arsenio Hall where he plays many characters but mainly Prince Akeem, the Prince of Zamunda who is in search of a wife also a massive hit making over $300 million. Here's what Murphy himself attributed to his early success in movies telling Rolling Stone in 2011 quote, my significance in film and again I'm not going to be delusional was that I'm the first First black actor to take charge in a white world on screen. That's why I became as popular as I became. I also have to mention that during the same time that Murphy was on SNL and a massive movie star, Eddie Murphy was also one of, if not the biggest stand-up comics, with two of the best stand-up comedy specials ever, 1983's Delirious and 1987's Raw, which was released in movie theaters and made $50 million at the box office. Murphy, as a stand-up, exuded confidence. He was a rock star and famously, Bill Cosby was not a fan of Murphy and his brand of vulgar humor and on stage, Murphy himself addressed this in Raw and did a brilliant impression of the now disgraced comedian. Murphy has not done stand-up comedy since the 90s and there is a lot of talk about him coming back and doing stand-up comedy and I would love to see his return to the stage. I think his sense of humor would evolve because this is a man who 
who is endlessly funny. Here's what Murphy told the Rolling Stone about the possibility of doing stand-up again. Quote, if I ever get back on stage, I'm going to have a really great show for you all. An hour and a half of stand-up and about 40 minutes of my band. But I don't know. The way that used to come about, you'd be around the house, hanging out, saying something funny, and it'd be like, I'm going to go to the club, try that out tonight. That still happens, but it's been a long time. I'm not that guy in the leather suit anymore. The hardest thing for comics nowadays is to find your voice. The early 90s were rough for Murphy. He had some failed sequels with another 48 Hours and Beverly Hills Cop 3 and some massive critical failures, The Distinguished Gentleman and Vampire in Brooklyn. The one gem in there was Boomerang. I really like this movie. Murphy is doing his thing as a leading man, and you have Martin Lawrence and David Allen Greer, along with Halle Berry in her breakout role. In the mid-90s, Eddie became more of a family man movie star with 1996's The Nutty Professor and Mulan and Dr. Doolittle, both in 98. I really like two of those films. The Nutty Professor is really funny, and Murphy is the reason why Mulan is great. His voice work as Mushu is perfection. The movie I have a problem with is Dr. Doolittle. It's a waste of Eddie Murphy's time and I get why he did it. With him, it was destined to be popular. It's like when Robin Williams was doing movies like Flubber. Like, that's not the kind of thing I want you in. Yes, you can be funny in that type of movie, but there are better movies for your absurd amount of talent. In 1999, Murphy gave, in my opinion, two of his best performances in the movie's life, where he plays Ray Gibson, who has been sentenced to life in prison with Claude Banks, a man he just met, played by Martin Lawrence, both are brilliant in this movie, and Bowfinger, where Murphy plays Kit Ramsey, a movie star who is the star of a movie that he doesn't know is happening. He also plays his brother Jif. There's a scene where Jif is crossing the street in the middle of traffic that is one of the funniest things I've ever seen on film. What's interesting about Murphy is he's one of those rare comedians like Mike Myers who plays multiple characters in the movies he makes, and I'll admit, sometimes I find that annoying. It's like, can't you get somebody else to play these multiple, multiple characters? But in the case of Murphy, it works on me, with the exception of Norbit, which I'm sorry, is a bad movie. In the 2000s, Murphy was defined by one role as Donkey in four of the Shrek movies. I love the first two and could do without the last two Shrek movies. There's no doubt that Murphy is great as Donkey, and there is talk that the character is going to get his own movie after the success of Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Murphy was asked by Rolling Stone about the movies he chose to star in during this period of time. Here's what he said, quote, Would the 27-year-old wonder what I was doing in Dr. Doolittle? No. Or in those Shrek movies? No. But you know, both the 27-year-old and the 48-year-old was like, why am I in Imagine That? The movie didn't have a chance at the box office. It's just me and this little girl in a blanket. I don't think I'm going to be doing a lot of family stuff for a while. I don't have any interest in that right now. There's really no blueprint, but I'm trying to do some edgy stuff. That's what's wild about the career of Eddie Murphy. It's been so long that there are some people who don't know him for the thing that made him famous in the first place, being edgy in those 
80 stand-up specials or movies like 48 Hours and Coming to America. They know him as Dr. Doolittle. They know him as Donkey from Shrek. They don't know that young Eddie Murphy, even though that's the thing that made him the biggest name on the planet. Like, I'm someone who grew up with the Eddie Murphy from Shrek. I didn't grow up with the 48 Hours Eddie Murphy, so I had to go back and watch these movies and understand who this man was. But I'm sure there's millions and millions of people my age who do not know that side of Eddie Murphy. They only know the nutty professor guy, which is good in his own right, but it's not the thing he's best at. He's best at that guy from Beverly Hills Cop and 48 Hours and Coming to America. That's the Eddie Murphy that needs to be revisited. The guy who did that stand-up special in Raw. The guy who did Delirious. And the guy who had one of the most iconic laughs of all time. Like, I didn't really know the Eddie Murphy laugh until I went back and watched his older movies. It's like Seth Rogen. He's one of those guys who has an all-time iconic laugh and you have to go watch these movies to understand what I'm talking about. You don't know Eddie Murphy if you haven't seen his earlier works. Murphy is one of the biggest stars who has never won an Oscar and he's only been nominated one time for Dreamgirls. Now people infamously think that Eddie Murphy was upset after he didn't win the Best Supporting Actor award. He lost and then I think he left the room and people think he was upset by this. He denies getting upset about the award. I'm sure Eddie Murphy wants to win an Oscar. I have some theories as to why he hasn't won an Oscar. The biggest being he's a comedian. I mean very few comedic actors have gone on to do dramatic work and win the Oscar. There's only a few I can think of. Robin Williams is the biggest name that comes to mind. Bill Murray didn't win the Oscar for Lost and Translation. Adam Sandler wasn't even nominated for Uncut Gems. Jim Carrey has never been nominated for an Academy Award. I mean, the Academy Awards is not ready to give an Oscar to a comedian. Steve Carell did not win for Foxcatcher. They will nominate you for doing dramatic work, but they're not going to give you the award. The other reason I believe Eddie Murphy does not have an Oscar is because he does not work with the big auteur filmmakers of our time. He has not made a movie with Steven Spielberg. He has not made a movie with Martin Scorsese. And I think one of the reasons that is is because Eddie Murphy is the star of his movie. He picks his project. He is the biggest name on those projects. There's very few times where Eddie Murphy has signed on to a movie just to be a supporting player. He doesn't show up in a movie for 25 minutes. I think if the man wants to win an Oscar, that's the best thing to do is align yourself with the best directors of our time. Do a movie with Noah Baumbach. Do a movie with the Safdie brothers. I'm sure those people think very highly of Eddie Murphy and want to work with him. If Eddie Murphy wants an Oscar, work with the best directors working today. I mean, I badly, badly want to see Eddie Murphy work with Spike Lee. I mean, that would be the perfect combo. And if that were to be the project that got Eddie Murphy an Oscar win, that would be amazing. Like every movie star ever, Murphy went through a rough patch with his work in movies. I'll admit, I've never seen me dance the aforementioned imagine that a thousand words one movie I did like during this time period a lot from Eddie Murphy was 2011's Tower Heist seeing him with Ben Stiller was fantastic 
Every actor goes through ups and downs, but what's impressive about Murphy is he was culturally relevant for 30 straight years. Yes, he had some bad movies like Pluto Nash, but he would bounce back. I mean, it was really only this down period that made him go away for a significant amount of time. And there's also a strong possibility that Murphy went away on his own after these bad movies didn't work. I mean, Eddie Murphy is so successful, he doesn't need to make a movie every three or four years. He can take long time off, come back, and still be a successful actor. When talking about big movie stars like Eddie Murphy, I like to talk about movies that these big stars turned down, and there are two big ones Eddie Murphy said no to, the first one being Ghostbusters. Could you imagine a world with Eddie Murphy and Ghostbusters? I could, and I think it would be great. That said, Murphy had a great reason not to be in that movie. He turned down Ghostbusters, which would have seen him in a supporting role for Beverly Hills Cop. So instead of sharing a franchise with Bill Murray, Harold Ramis, and Dan Aykroyd, Murphy got his own. The other film is one that Murphy says is one of his biggest regrets. Eddie Murphy turned down the leading role in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I absolutely love Bob Hoskins in that film, but of course it would have been just as good if not better with Eddie Murphy. I think he would have played the role of Eddie more comedically than Bob Hoskins did. Murphy in recent years has revitalized his career beginning with one of his best performances in 2019's Dolomite Is My Name. It's the perfect mix of comedy and drama. I think it's interesting that Murphy made this movie. He made a movie about someone in Dolomite who tried to have the success that Eddie Murphy did have in the 80s, but it didn't work out for him. I also love the combination of Eddie Murphy and Wesley Snipes in this movie. If you have not seen Dolomite Is My Name, I highly, highly recommend it. He also did the sequel to Coming to America and was the absolute best thing in You People, a movie that was just okay with Jonah Hill. And he's got a fourth Beverly Hills Cop movie on the way with returning cast members Judge Reinhold, John Astin and Paul Reiser, and newcomers Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Taylor Page, and Kevin Bacon. It's a movie for which I have high hopes for. I want to see somebody return to play his iconic characters and do a good job. That's when nostalgia is working, is when the movies are good. We all know there is a chance that this movie doesn't work at all or it falls flat from the original. But I have hopes that Eddie Murphy would not come back to this franchise unless there was a good idea for the project. We do seem to be living in the age of older actors returning to the roles that made them famous. Tom Cruise came back and played Maverick. Michael Keaton is playing Batman. Michael Keaton is going to play Beetlejuice. Now Eddie Murphy is going to play Axel Foley. Harrison Ford is returning to play Indiana Jones. And I know we all have mixed feelings on this, but I really believe it is a case-by-case basis. Some of these movies are not going to work. They're going to fall flat. But sometimes when an actor does return to a role, it can work out in the movie can be good as the original that made you love the characters in the first place. It's hard to recreate that magic, and I hope Eddie Murphy is about to do so with Beverly Hills Cop Axel Foley. Like, I hope that movie works out. Because if it doesn't, it's a major bummer. I mean, we don't want to think of it as Eddie Murphy doing a cash grab. Like, I really hope 
he picked this project because he believes in this movie. With the current state of comedy movies right now at the movie theaters, I mean, there is very few movies that are comedies that are in the movies. It's hard to imagine a world where a comedic movie star was the biggest movie star, but that was the case with Eddie Murphy in the 1980s. He came out of nowhere. He was on one of the most popular shows of all time, SNL, and then he went straight to the movies. Even SNL right now isn't developing movie stars like they used to. I feel like that era ended in the 90s when they had Adam Sandler, they had David Spade, and then they had Will Ferrell. There have not been as many movie stars coming out of SNL, and I think the biggest, you could argue, and I will, is Eddie Murphy. He is the most successful movie star of SNL. He is so big that when you bring up Eddie Murphy, there are some people who won't even bring up SNL. He is thought of to be a success on his own. Like, the same way Adam Sandler. I think there are some people who don't bring up Saturday Night Live when you bring up the name Adam Sandler. Because in a weird way, these actors have become bigger than the show. Like Chevy Chase, for example. When you talk about Chevy Chase, everyone still brings up SNL. Because even though Chevy Chase became a massive, massive movie star, he never became bigger than Saturday Night Live. Eddie Murphy is one of those people who became bigger than that show and has clearly found greater success after leaving that show. I brought this up earlier, but I think I'm going to reiterate because it shows how big Eddie Murphy was in the 1980s. Eddie Murphy's Raw went to movie theaters and made $50 million. People paid tickets to watch Eddie Murphy on a screen. They didn't pay tickets to go see him live. They paid to go see him in a movie theater. There is no stand-up comic I would pay to go watch their stand-up special in a movie theater. We all watch them on Netflix. Now, I know it was a different world, but think about how crazy that was. People paid $50 million to see Eddie Murphy's stand-up special in a movie theater, not even to see him live. That's insane, and I think that's the biggest example of how massive Eddie Murphy was. And the other thing that's so rare about Eddie Murphy is how young he was. Very few times in history is the biggest movie star on planet Earth that young. I mean, look at where we are now. All of our movie stars are older. Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise, these guys are older. Keanu Reeves, these guys are older. The young people, there are young people, but Timothy Chalamet isn't having the box office success that Eddie Murphy did. I mean, there's no one who's super young having that kind of cultural success doing stand-up. I mean, I thought Pete Davidson was on his way to being a movie star. His movies are good, but not enough people are seeing them in the same rate that they saw Eddie Murphy. And again, maybe that's just because the times are different, but I think that's how much of a star Eddie Murphy was that that many people went to see this man's movies. The last thing I'll say about Eddie Murphy is I really hope that there is a great final act to his career. I hope the next Beverly Hills Cop movie is as good as the original two films. I mean, the third one is awful. I really hope 
that movie works out. And I hope he returns to stand-up. I hope he has an HBO special. I hope he has a Netflix special. And I hope it's amazing. This guy deserves a great ending to his career because he had one of the all-time great beginnings. He's had a great second act in his career as well. He's been through some downtimes. I hope the last thing we see Eddie Murphy in is as good as the first thing we saw Eddie Murphy in. Now, that's a big ask, but that's how good Eddie Murphy is, and I think there is more in him. I hope that there is more in him. And even if there's not, he has definitely made himself a case for him being the greatest comedic star in the history of the world. That's not hyperbole. Eddie Murphy is in that class. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So please rate, review, and subscribe. Subscribe.